Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the moments that shaped us. Before we dive into that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. Doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing accounting, or you've been at it for a while and you're just looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the consulting tab, walk to the sign up, and then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday. Uh, right now, I am sitting on a beach in Florida. What you think about that for a second? Just Oh, yeah. Because you left Sunday. I did leave Sunday. We're leaving, letting the, the kids run around, run amok in the sand, waves hitting the uh, the shore, and I am in a blissful, peaceful state. I'm going to guess you're probably doing a little better than me. I, it's going to be better than the concrete jungle, I hope. You're a beach guy, though. I am. I am. I, I'm looking forward to this. It's first vacation in a while. Um, it took a couple of days. We went down to look Pearland, and we thought we were going to end up on the beach, and we were rained out. So this past week has been tough because my mind is on vacation, trying to get everything wrapped up. And lo and behold, stuff that's supposed to close last week is wanting to show up and close this week. Oh, that's how it goes. Yeah. I feel like most people are a beach or a mountain person. It feels like one of those questions too. You can just like look at someone and be like beach or mountain. Yep. Right. Yep. I'm a mountain guy. I, and I don't, don't dislike the mountains. I just like sitting on a beach. Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't dislike the beach, but I would never choose the beach over the mountains. Really? Uh-uh. Fair enough. Have you ever been skiing? Not recently, but a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. I went one time. I made it down like three times. Went down the bunny slope, thought I had it, then crashed, flipped all the way down. Hmm. You think it has, do you like cold weather? Not particularly. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Like, I would much rather live somewhere that's cold all the time. Okay, see, I like cool. Like, the Southern California, is weather's beautiful to me. Like, at 70 degree, 80 degree. I like that. Yeah, I'm still sweating at 70, 75. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about moments that shaped us in our life. You know, that's one of those things is we all have those, like, things, and everybody's is different. You know, we could go on and say, oh, I had this car wreck, you know, at this time in my life. And it really made me change my outlook on life. But I think that we all have little moments like that that have got us to here where if we sat back and looked in retrospect, like, damn, that really affected my life, good or bad. Yeah. I keep a constant reminder on my desk. Your your light. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, didn't even, you, I didn't even think about that when we, we brought this when we brought the show topic up. Yeah, as soon as you started talking, I'm thinking, well, what am I gonna have to say that shaped my life? You know, because I lived a pretty good life. Then I'm like, oh, wait a second, what am I talking about? Like that was a horrendous time in my life yeah. that definitely shaped who I am today. Yeah, and you think about it, like going through those parts of your life, you're like, man, it cannot get any worse than this. And then it every day gets a little bit better. Yeah. Are you are you is it whether you're dealing with it, coping with it, or you're you're moving forward, it still shapes the person you are and kind of dictates why you do what you do today. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I am who I am as a business person because I let things get way out of hand at one point, right? I mean, I I've told this story a ton of times, but Back in 08, 09, when the market crashed, I was selling a insane amount of stuff. I never thought it would end, and I was living that high life, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it ended. And I went from really good money to 2009, I made 12 grand for the whole year, but I had a condo, a house, two cars, yeah, you know, all these things going out every single night. You can't live that way on 12 grand a year. <laughs> no, you can't. No. 
No, and I, I see realtors now because it's in, in the DFW area. The last couple of years, the market's been just red hot, and I see them just living super high. And I think about you in that time, and I think about, I mean, if it all comes to stop, what are these people going to do? Yeah, well, most of them are going to go bankrupt. They're going <laughs> to go get a job with a salary. They may end up on the railroad, even though the railroad's probably not making that much money right now. No, but, they're cutting people too right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, that was the worst time in my life, but it shaped who I am as a businessman now because, well, right now my house payment is, I mean, it's half of what it was back then and it was pretty affordable back then. Yeah. I just happened to be paying for way so much other stuff, right? You know, it's like my cost of living is super high. I mean, low and my income is high, mm-hmm. right? And so it just makes like... If, the stress is a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And I had that never happened back in 09 or whatever, I may still be, you know, um, living really high on the hog, right? And I might need ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month to be living by now. Can you think of like certain moments during that time that you were just like, like in the moment there, like the things running through your mind, like, well, hey, is it the only light I have is this? Jeez, it's got to be better. This sucks. I need to do this. Like I can remember the day that I left the railroad and I'm sitting there that night. I was supposed to go to a concert and I didn't go because I didn't have a car. I mean, I had my wife's car. I could have taken the, the Lexus I was paying for, but it wasn't my car. It's her car. Like, I, I mean, does that make sense? In my head, it's her car. So I vividly, 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 like I like sitting on the pool chair, kind of the recliner, and I'm sitting there looking at my pool, and I'm like, you're a loser. <laughs> like, I, I remember telling myself that you're a loser. You have no job. You have no car. You're worthless right now. Like, I remember telling myself that, and that's not healthy in any means. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, what, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, what, what are you going to do? You got two kids inside and a wife inside and you're sitting there. And I mean, that's just like the recent one of those punch in the gut moments. And you're just sitting there and you're going, man, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. I mean, I definitely remember very specific moments, but not, nothing is like that, yeah. you know, but my car I had at the time, it got wrecked and somebody ran into me at a stoplight. I had to take it to get it fixed, but I couldn't afford like an Uber back to my apartment. So I had to walk three miles from the body shop, Yeah, you know, and I had to start a new job that day. That's right. When I started working as a a recruiter at the culinary school Mm -hmm. and I had no idea how I was going to get there. Right. And so, and I had no power in the condo at the time. Right. So I was living with in the dark, cold shower and that that was a miserable day. Yeah. Right. But those, but those are the moments where you define you, right. Cause you like, you just give up and quit. Mm-hmm. Or you fight. Like I always knew in the worst times that I wanted to get back into real estate. Yeah. And well, it wasn't an easy road, but I'm far better off now than I ever was. Yeah. Like I, I agree with that. And I think that that's a, I think seeing you now and seeing, and, and I've known you long enough to know to watch these transitions through life. And sometimes your friends are, they're there, they're involved in it and they offer a hand when they can to help out and get you out of it. But like I, like I even go back to stuff like far enough back as like a kid thinking about certain times because you know, say I'm going to be on a beach right now. We're doing. I'm actually going with my biological father. I didn't meet him until two years ago, and you know, there's times of like holidays where you're like, "Oh man, you know, it'd be really cool to be with my my family," and you don't, and you just don't know that part of you. And so you you develop different types of family. You treat people in a different way because you may not know that side of your family, but other people that aren't family, like blood family to you, become family to you. And so your relationships are different. The way you interact with people are different. And so you. As you move through this, and it kind of uh, you, your life, you look back and you're like, man, those times were really tough. You know, there, I was beating myself up, but I didn't give up. I didn't choose the easy path. I just did what was right, kept moving forward. And I, I found that in my life overall, as long as I keep trying to produce good or help when I can, even if I don't have like the means to go sponsor a, on an orphanage or something, you try to help where you can and you keep moving forward. 
it kind of moves in a way. It creates an energy or a vibration for yourself that it continues to be better. And yet you, you learn to take some of the bad stuff in stride. Yeah. I know for a fact there's got to be more than one person listening to this right now, too, that's either going through something or yeah. they have gone through it before, right? And you make that decision, that choice in your head that I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fight through it. And eventually, if you stick with it, things will change. Like, we've been doing this for strictly land for four and a half years now, right? Mm-hmm. Most people won't make it that long because they give up. Yeah, they'll have something go bad. Like, I had a, a terms deal that this was actually a funded deal. The people decided they didn't want to be in the business more. It got out, so I took it back from them. And I paid them to buy them out of their, their agreement with me. I sold the property using the marketing material they put together. And apparently, they had some stuff go on with a neighbor that I had no clue about. They had taken pictures of an area that was on a property line. So it wasn't 100% clear. So I'm like, okay, well, now I got a guy that's pissed off and worked through that with him. Hey, yeah, man, I got money back guarantee. I'll give you your money back. Back if that would have been in the first two months, I probably would have freaked about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, yeah, man, no big deal. We'll do that and we'll figure it out. We'll get the right stuff in place and just move forward. It's just one of those obstacles in your business that you're like, oh, yeah, no big deal. We'll just keep moving. Yeah. Well, that comes with experience, right? Someone who's brand new may have lost their cool and given up. And, you know, some people, they, they quit after one bad mailer. Yeah. I mean, that's no reason to quit. I would, man, I I really need to sit some time down because I'd like to know how many bad mailers I've done. And I don't, I don't think that they're all, like, sometimes if you do a big mailer, like you mail a state and you mail 200 counties on one mailer, you're not really buying one per county. It's it's If you look at it that way, you're going to feel like you're a failure in it. I always look at it, hey, I mailed, this mailer cost me 2000 bucks or $5,000 or $1,000 and it generated 45000 or it generated 100000 That's how I've always looked at it because to me that makes sense. But a lot of people start to manipulate their their data in a way that just really beats themselves up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't judge your entire business or your, well, I don't know, your yourself on a mailer, right? I And I was thinking about that too the other day. I've definitely had mailers where I didn't buy anything, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call them bad mailers because I chose not to buy something. Yeah. You know, like when we went to Arkansas, I could have bought, but I just chose not to buy some yeah. of those. I had some West Texas mailers, not the West Texas everyone's thinking about when I do this, but um, I could have bought stuff, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we've had, we just had lunch with a jerk of a friend of ours. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was saying how, well, while we were at lunch, he's what he say? He'd just done 20,000 mailers and didn't get a single deal. Yeah. And then we left and... He called back and a day later, and he had a home run. Yeah, massive yeah. home run. And the funny from thing, a mailer that was done a year and a half ago in 2019. And the funny thing to me is, I've mailed that same place during that time period. So I'm like, man, what is she? What? I, and I asked him, I said, why didn't she just call me? I know I offered more than you did. He's like, she looked us up on Facebook. I'm better looking. And I'm like, oh yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and it's and that's the the fun and the crazy and the the thing about this whole journey we call life. You know, land investing happens to be our one of our outlets and what our careers and jobs that we've chosen, but it's everything you've done creates who you are today in the past, the good, the bad, the, the ugly. And like you said, there's probably somebody out there listening. that's going through a rough spot. Their mind is like, is this the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? They may have lost their job. They may be struggling with whether they need to go get another job because they, they were doing this full time and, you know, keep positive, keep putting the good out, keep doing what you know is right. And I, I think of it like a marathon runner. They just got to keep putting that foot in, forward the, in front of the other one. Keep their head up. Keep their breathing going. Just keep stepping forward, and you're going to be okay. I agree. Any final thoughts? No, that'll be it, man. All right. Well, that's Monday show for you. If you're dealing with this, don't give up. Just like Justin said, one foot in front of the other, and uh, you'll eventually get there. I promise. So if you like that, anyway, do us a favor. Go to 
Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. And then, as always, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else to listen to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you Wednesday. See you guys.